Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where history comes alive, one story at a time. I'm your host, Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today, we're diving into the life of a man whose death sparked the First World War, Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, remember to subscribe, rate, and share our podcast. It helps us keep bringing these stories to you. Franz Ferdinand was born on December 18, 1863, in Graz, Austria. He was the eldest son of Archduke Karl Ludwig of Austria. Not exactly born with a silver spoon, more like a whole silverware set. His family was one of the most prominent in Europe, part of the Habsburg dynasty. Franz Ferdinand was initially a distant figure in the line of succession. The Habsburgs, known for their sprawling empire, were pivotal figures in European history. Absolutely. His father, Archduke Karl Ludwig, was the younger brother of Emperor Franz Joseph I. Interestingly, Franz Ferdinand wasn't destined to be the heir. But fate had other plans. After the suicide of his cousin Crown Prince Rudolf in 1889 and the death of his father from typhoid fever in 1896, Franz Ferdinand found himself next in line for the throne. A twist of fate indeed. And it wasn't just his ascension that was unconventional. His marriage was a real eyebrow-raiser in royal circles. Oh for sure. In a time when royal marriages were strategic alliances, Franz Ferdinand fell in love with someone considered unsuitable for an heir to the throne, Countess Sophie Chotek. She was a lady-in-waiting to Archduchess Isabella. A classic case of love breaking the ranks. Sophie wasn't of equal rank, and their marriage in 1900 was termed morganatic, meaning she and their children couldn't claim royal titles or succession rights. Despite the opposition, Franz Ferdinand stood by his decision. They had three children, Princess Sophie, Maximilian, and Ernst. Their marriage was a testament to Franz Ferdinand's character, showing his defiance of rigid societal norms. Definitely a romantic at heart, but this decision had lasting implications. It isolated him from the emperor and other archdukes, further complicating the already complex web of European royalty. And let's not forget, this morganatic marriage influenced the Habsburg court protocols as well. Sophie was often not allowed to appear in public ceremonies or sit beside her husband during official events. Right, a love that endured despite societal constraints and royal protocols. Franz Ferdinand's personal life was a stark contrast to his public persona as a potential monarch and military leader. It's a side of him that often gets overshadowed by his political and military involvements, but it's crucial in understanding the man behind the title. A reminder that behind every historical figure are personal stories and struggles that define them just as much as their public achievements. From the mind behind the History AI podcast comes an electrifying journey into the past. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Dive into a tale where Benjamin Franklin, America's beloved inventor, takes an unexpected journey through time. But with his leap, he unleashes a powerful ripple. Now, with dark forces lurking in the shadows, harnessing this energy to shatter and enslave the world, it's a race against time. Will Franklin fix the future? Or will history rewrite itself? Uncover the secrets. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Time has never been more fragile. On Amazon now. Welcome back. 
Franz Ferdinand was not just a political figure, he had a range of talents and hobbies that defined his personal life. His most consuming passion? Hunting. Absolutely Marco Franz Ferdinand's love for hunting was legendary. He was known to have one of the most extensive hunting collections in the world. It's said that he kept detailed journals of his hunting expeditions, meticulously noting each hunt. And we're not just talking about a few dozen trophies. By the time of his death, Franz Ferdinand had reportedly collected over 300,000 hunting trophies. That's an almost unimaginable number, reflecting not just a hobby, but an all-consuming passion. It's said that his collection was so vast, it filled several rooms of his Conopist castle in Bohemia. He even had a hallway, the Trophy Hall, lined wall-to-wall -wall with antlers. Besides hunting, Franz Ferdinand was quite the linguist. He was fluent in several languages, including German, Czech, and Hungarian. This skill was not only a reflection of his personal interest, but also a political tool, allowing him to communicate effectively in the diverse Austro-Hungarian Empire. His linguistic abilities also speak to his broader education. He was well-versed in history and geography, which were crucial for a man in his position. It's said that he had a keen interest in naval and military matters often discussing these topics with experts and advisors. And let's not forget his love for gardening and architecture. Franz Ferdinand played a significant role in renovating his residencies, particularly the Conopit Castle, where he incorporated modern amenities and created extensive gardens. Those gardens were more than just a show of wealth, they were a reflection of his interest in botany and nature. He was involved in their design, focusing on both aesthetics and the cultivation of rare plant species. And in the midst of all these hobbies, he was also known to be a patron of the arts. He supported various artists and craftsmen, contributing to the cultural richness of the empire. All these facets of Franz Ferdinand paint a picture of a man who was more than just an archduke or a political figure. He was a multifaceted individual with a rich tapestry of interests that influenced both his personal life and his public persona. Now, let's dive into the complex and often misunderstood political beliefs of Franz Ferdinand. He wasn't your run-of-the-mill archduke when it came to politics. Definitely Chuck. While he was a loyalist to the Austro-Hungarian Empire, his ideas were not always in line with the prevailing thoughts of his time. One of his most significant beliefs was his support for a form of federalism within the empire. Right, Marco. He envisioned transforming the Austro-Hungarian Empire into a United States of Greater Austria. His idea was to reorganize the empire into a federation of equal and autonomous states, each representing the empire's diverse ethnic groups. This was groundbreaking, especially considering the empire's ethnic tensions. He believed this approach would pacify the rising nationalist sentiments among different ethnic groups, particularly the Slavs. But not everyone was on board with this idea. Hungarian politicians, for example, saw it as a threat to their power within the dual monarchy. And hardline Austrians feared it would weaken the Germanic dominance in the empire. Beyond politics, Franz Ferdinand was known for his conservative social views, often clashing with the more liberal attitudes of his uncle, Emperor Franz Joseph. He was critical of the emperor's approach to modernization and secularization. That's right. He was also a staunch supporter of the Catholic Church, which influenced his political and social views. He often advocated for policies that would strengthen the Church's position in the empire. His military beliefs were also quite interesting. 
Franz Ferdinand was critical of the Austro-Hungarian military's readiness and advocated for significant reforms. He believed in a strong, well-prepared military, essential for the empire's stability and security. And let's not forget his foreign policy stance. He was known for his anti-Serbian sentiments, which stemmed from his belief that Serbian nationalism posed a threat to the empire's stability. However, contrary to popular belief, he was not in favor of a war against Serbia. He actually cautioned against it, fearing it would lead to a larger conflict involving Russia. In summary, Franz Ferdinand was a man of paradoxes in the political realm. He was a traditionalist in some ways, but a reformist in others. His vision for the empire was both unifying and divisive, and his assassination left many of these political ambitions unfulfilled. A truly fascinating figure, whose political beliefs continue to be a subject of study and debate among historians. His ideas might have reshaped Europe in a very different way, had he lived to implement them. The assassination of Franz Ferdinand is a pivotal moment in history, but there's more to it than just the fatal shooting. The events of that day in Sarajevo were a series of misfortunes and coincidences. Absolutely, Marco. The day was June 28, 1914. Franz Ferdinand and his wife, Sophie, were in Sarajevo, Bosnia, which had recently been annexed by Austria-Hungary. It was a politically charged visit, to say the least. As they were traveling in their motorcade through the city, the first assassination attempt occurred. A conspirator, Nidelko Abranovi, threw a grenade at the Archduke's car. But fate intervened. The grenade bounced off the folded convertible cover of the car and exploded under the next vehicle, injuring several people. Franz Ferdinand and Sophie, unharmed, continued to the town hall for their official reception. But here's where things took another turn. Instead of sticking to the original plan, Franz Ferdinand decided to visit the injured from the bombing at the hospital. They set off for the hospital, but there was a critical communication failure. The drivers weren't informed about the change in plans. Realizing the mistake, the motorcade stopped and began to turn around right on a street corner. And it was on this corner, almost by sheer coincidence, that Gavrilo Princip, another assassin, happened to be standing. Seeing his chance, Princip stepped forward and fired two shots. The first bullet struck Franz Ferdinand in the neck, and the second hit Sophie in the abdomen. They both died within minutes. A tragic end to what was supposed to be a routine visit. The aftermath of the assassination was like a spark in a powder keg. It set off a chain of events leading to the outbreak of World War I, as countries bound by alliances declared war on each other. It's a stark reminder of how a single event, in the hands of fate, can change the course of history. The assassination of Franz Ferdinand is not just a story of political intrigue but also of tragic coincidences and missed opportunities for peace. Franz Ferdinand's assassination is often seen as the spark that ignited World War I, but his lasting impact goes beyond just this event. His life, death, and the political climate he was a part of shaped much of the 20th century. That's right Marco Franz Ferdinand's death symbolized the end of an era in European politics. The delicate balance of power that had maintained peace in Europe was shattered. His assassination set off a domino effect, leading to the Great War, which then reshaped the map of Europe. And it wasn't just the map that changed. The war marked the decline of empires, including the Austro-Hungarian Empire that Franz Ferdinand was set to inherit. The aftermath of World War I saw the disintegration of this empire into several nation-states. 
his vision of a federated empire, with equal representation for its diverse ethnic groups, is a tantalizing what-if in history. Had he lived, the Austro-Hungarian Empire might have evolved very differently, possibly preventing some of the ethnic tensions that later plagued the region. Absolutely. And his death highlighted the dangers of extremist ideologies and nationalistic fervor, lessons that remain relevant today. The assassination showed how a single act of violence could escalate into a global conflict, a warning about the consequences of political extremism. Franz Ferdinand's influence also extended to the arts and sciences. His patronage and personal interests in various fields contributed to the cultural and scientific vibrancy of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. The loss of his patronage was felt in these communities. And let's not forget his impact on the monarchy as a system. His assassination was a blow to the concept of divine royal rule. The fall of the Habsburg dynasty post-World War I signaled a shift towards more democratic forms of government across Europe. In many ways, Franz Ferdinand's life and death encapsulate the complexities and turbulence of early 20th century Europe. His story is a blend of personal tragedy, political aspiration, and historical consequence. His assassination is a reminder of how history can hinge on a single moment, a single life. The world we know today was, in many ways, shaped by the trajectory that his death set into motion. A legacy that's both tragic and profound, reminding us of the intertwined nature of personal fates and historical forces. Well, that's the story of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, a man whose life and death shaped the world. Thanks for tuning into the History AI Podcast. If you liked our deep dive, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Join us next time as we unravel another fascinating chapter of history. Until then, keep exploring the past.